1: Welcome, welcome to The Hustle Sold Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to doers, creators, entrepreneurs, hustlers, CEOs, artists, people in and around the world that are drawing outside the box, as I like to say, um, you know, you guys are trying to find your own way. You're, you're, you're in self-discovery mode. Most often people probably thinking you're crazy. I look at you crazy because you're doing things differently than the way maybe you had been taught and you're in luck because every guest that comes on this podcast would agree with you. Uh, they are constantly doing things in their own lane, figuring things out differently than the, you know, the status quo, as I say, and, you know, we're, I'm, I feel very blessed and lucky that they come on every week and they talk about, you know, what are they experiencing in real time? What are, they, what are they noticing about their journey that has been evident and pivotal to their growth? How does that relate to all of you and how you can, you know, embody some of those, those same tactics or behaviors or, you know, or how can they relate to you? And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very blessed we're, we're, you know, we're over 300 episodes deep. Many of you have been around since the beginning. Uh, some of you are new, we're growing at a phenomenal rate. So uh, I just want to take time out to say, thank you. I'm, I'm Matt Gottesman. For those of you that are new, you can follow me at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, uh, for all of my other ventures. You can follow me, uh, at HDF magazine. If you want to jump into the conversation on culture and creativity and entrepreneurship. And of course you can follow at hustle sold separately. And, uh, you know, for those of you that might be newer, I always tell the audience that uh, we don't glamorize or glorify end success here because it's just it's not overnight. And it, there isn't really ever an ending. There is no ending to all of this. It's just a, a, your life's journey. And, you know, what are you picking up along the way and how are you constantly evolving in that? And so we go a lot deeper, uh, you know, in this podcast on the, the person we're humanizing, this entrepreneurial journey today will be no different. I have an amazing guest who's become a good friend, and we're gonna actually be talking about um, keeping inspired even while you love what you do, even while you, you're constantly creating uh, this life for yourself, but you know, you're a trusted resource in your industry or one of the go-to resources in your industry, and uh, you love your work, but it requires you to constantly stay inspired. And I get that question all the time, all the time from people because they look at how much content is happening. We were just having this conversation before we started, you know, how much content or um, what goes into all these different areas and businesses and whatnot. It's a lot of work, but it's also a lot of our energy and our soul that is poured into it. And so uh, as my guest, Mark Candelaria, which I will get into his bio, which is phenomenal here in a minute, um, you know, said, as we empty our tank, you know, it's not that we no longer like what we do. We just need to replenish. And, um, but it can often be misconstrued uh, when we're tired. And so we have to really understand the importance of replenishing and recharging. So we're gonna talk a lot about those type of processes today. How do we stay inspired um, during those, those long runs? Uh, what are some of the different things that inspire Mark? Um, and just to give you a, a bit of his background, because uh, this man has 40 years of experience in his fields and probably beyond that in, in, you know, in general. but. Uh, entrepreneur, founding partner, and principal of Candelaria Design uh, Associates. Um, His his architectural designs are like legendary. So it's actually quite interesting because I think I might have told him this, that I had been watching them for a few years now um, when somebody in Scottsdale, Arizona first uh, put me onto his designs. And I thought, man, these homes are gorgeous. And fast forward um, to uh, him and I connecting on social media and uh, sparking up a friendship through there and then just talking about life and podcasting and yep. all these other things. But I, I got I to gotta at least tell the audience, your, your background is unbelievable. 40 years of experience in designing custom uh, luxury homes, renovations. By the way, I, guys, I will show you tons of uh, photos of his work after this podcast launches. Um, renovations, restaurants and resorts. Um, he's, uh, he believes in enhancing lifestyle through his creative ideas and designs. And uh, through Kindelari Design Associates, it was formed in 1999 with a simple belief that architectural design process should always be fun, creative, collaborative, and rewarding. So that should show you that regardless of the art, these are the types of uh, characteristics that, you know, help make that thrive, right? Uh, he was named Master of the Southwest in 2005 by Phoenix Home and Garden Magazine, showcasing his dedication and desire to quality architecture in the Western United States. His architecture career began under the tutelage of George Christensen, FAIA, in 1982 after an 18-year career heading the residential branch of the Phoenix-based firm CCBG Architects, um, whereby the firm grew to the fifth largest architectural practice in Phoenix. He opened Candelaria Design, uh, and that way he was able to direct his own time and talent towards working a one-on-one with residential clients. Keep in mind, by the way, what, what was the biggest home that you showed me? Was it 60,000 square
2: Well, we, we just finished one about a year ago that was 64,000, and we've got one on the boards right now that's about 64,000.
1: 64,000 square feet. I just had to put that out there so to understand the, the amount of square footage to design. So I, And I've got this amazing background, so I just want to continue. It's but, crazy. But it, it is. And so uh, he's also got a unique ability to see the inherent possibilities of custom home designs, uh, both new and remodeled. Uh, Mark has been involved in uh, and was le- a lead architect for such noted projects as the Enchantment Resort in Sedona. So I know we have a lot of global listeners on here who hear about the spiritual essence of Sedona. Well, the Enchantment Resort is the resort there. That was uh, Mark. Mark had his involvement there. Um, was awarded one of the most romantic resorts in America by Conde Nast in 2019 and El Choro Restaurant in Paradise Valley. Uh, his works have been published in both local and national publications. And the firm is currently engaged in projects in over 15 states across the country. Uh, in addition to architecture, he loves to travel, which we're going to talk a bit about, uh, and cook, which I have first ex- firsthand experience with uh, him and his lovely wife. Uh, amazing food Uh, and he spends time as I mentioned with his wife Isabel uh, who shares the same passion preparing fabulous meals for his clients and friends and just completed their 19th Candelaria design tour now featuring tours to Italy Spain and Napa which I am considering the one to Spain so um, he's currently working on two books excuse me with writer David Brown and graphic artist Chris Wall featuring 24 homes from his 20 years of Candelaria design and uh, he loves to paint, draw, and is currently working on several works. He has over 250 blogs posted over the course of the last 10 years and is now in his first season of his weekly podcast, Inspiring Living, on iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. There you Congratulations. Go. I'm, proud of, you. I'm proud of you for doing that. Yep. You inspired uh, me to do that. Thank you. That We had to talk about that, how yep. that came about. And he's also very uh, involved uh, civically through his membership as Grand... Um, as grand in Scottsdale, Charles, and board member with the Central Arizona Habitat for Humanity. He's also very active and committed to Gigi's Playhouse, Ryan's House, Colton Cowell Foundation, and Colleen's Dream. And lastly, he's a loving husband and father, married to his wife, Isabel, since 2013, where they married uh, Villa d'Este in Lake Como, which is there's actually a funny story there. If we get to it, he'll <laughs> tell you about it uh and with his three lovely daughters tiffany who is sitting across from me right here as well <laughs> isabella 17 and sophia 14 he loves traveling and cooking with his family so thank you for being here That's i mean it in you, a nutshell right there baby <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're done uh so thank yeah, you <laughs> <that> was great <laughs> now we can just fast forward through everything right yeah, no exactly. but um, you know well you and you know as a as a listener of the podcast as well but you know i, I like to for context purposes this is a lot of work that you have done, you know, right. I know we spent, we spent some time talking a little bit about, I mean, you, you've, you've had a lot of experience, but being inspired for that long a period of time. And probably right. as you continue to uh, evolve in your own art, it's changed right over the I years. Can, I can imagine. Yeah. So, um, for context purposes, I mean, you could say as much as you want about your background, but I would love for the audience to hear kind of where you came from to today. And then sure. of course we'll go into all the other, all yeah. that stuff. So I grew
2: up in Denver, Colorado mm-hmm. and, um, uh, my mom was an immigrant from Germany, married my dad. That's a great story in and of itself, which we'll get to it someday. someday. Uh, but uh, grew up in North Glen, a little suburb of Denver, and we were fortunate to have this big field behind our house, okay? And so on weekends, my mom would drag me to model homes when my dad was at the Bronco Games. And I would uh, go to these model homes, get the brochures, and then subdivide the fields behind my house, <laughs> That's awesome. build models. And then when my relatives would come to town, I'd sell them a lot, Then the next time they came, I hit them up for a set of plans. And so I've been doing this since I was about four. Wow. And it just kind of grew from there. I'd build a model out of Legos. And, you know, I just, I guess I just always knew from that experience I wanted to be an architect.
1: You were always a builder, always a creator. Always a
2: creator, yeah. And I used to draw and paint. I used to do a little radio show for my walkie talkies in my bedroom.
1: And now you're doing a radio show yourself now. See how life It's
2: funny how so many of those things. I did as a kid that was purely from my soul. I mean, right. it just, it was what God was telling me to do. And I, I've just kept doing them
1: my whole life. We know, we, innate, we innately yeah. know at a very young age, cause we have a very deep relationship with our soul. Yeah. Sometimes society can deter us, Sure. but you clearly kept evolving within that, right? So, yeah. so did you, so you went to school specifically right out, right out of high school? So out was? of high
2: school, I went to, to Boulder, yeah. I went to a year in Boulder and I was in the school of environmental design. Which was great. I was really um, it was kind of out there, you know, boulder's kind of out there to begin with, yeah, and, uh, but I took some great classes that I, I still carry those very books. They still inspire me, actually. Uh, I was fortunate then to come down to ASU during spring break and never left. I virtually transferred wow. in, you know as quickly as I could, started coming down here <laughs> and uh, was you know involved in trying to get into the School of Architecture, mm-hmm. which I got accepted. But got married in the process. I married uh, Tiffany's mom, who was nine years older than me at the time. I was a young twenty-year-old, and here I've got this beautiful twenty-nine-year-old. And you know, your brain isn't quite as developed when
1: you're twenty than I get it. And then when you're little, that is true. Uh, but <laughs> at I least for a, me, I got a beautiful
2: daughter out of it, so yeah. I'm, I'm very happy about that. And so I started working, yeah. and I got a job with a billboard company, and I was designing billboards. I designed the bill. I did the drawings for the biggest billboard in the world in Anaheim Stadium. Oh. And then they put a moratorium on billboards, lost my job, and I saw an ad in the paper from one of my professors, George Christensen. And I interviewed, and this was in 82. The recession was still not, it was, the economy still was not very good. Yeah, <clears throat> I had a lot of pressure of, you know, trying to provide for my new family and wife. And I'm like, I got to get this job. And this is the guy I want to work with. So I basically interviewed and I told them, look, I'll work for free. You guys just give me a shot and you can pay me whatever you think my work is worth. But I, this is where I want to work. Mm. And they hired me two weeks
1: later. I, I just, I, I'm hoping everybody's listening to that part <laughs> right there. Because I think that that's a very – when we know and we just need a shot to prove ourselves yeah. to a person that we know, you know yeah. is, is somebody we admire – just give us the shot. Give us the shot. It could be for free. It does. It's okay. Right. Like that's how. That's also being in your soul, though, too. I mean, and
2: you, know. and you know, and I've I've used that instance and that experience in a lot of ways. I mean, I've I, I guess I've had enough belief in myself that it wasn't about how much money I'm going to get today. Yeah. You know, what's my paycheck two weeks from now? I could care less. Right. I just know that if I get my my foot in this door, where it's going to lead to, and that paycheck will be insignificant. It won't even matter. Right. And it did. You know, it, the whole thing changed the course of history for me.
1: I, you know, I think, um, what happens too, uh, is, um, people, the fight or flight mode worrying about yeah. like what's going to happen, but it's like, just focus on that clarity of where you want to be go. and you'll be fine. You'll yeah. be absolutely fine because you'll have injected you'll have uh, injected yourself right into the process of where yeah. you need to be.
2: And it was, you know, it, like you said earlier, I knew in my heart, that yeah. that's where I needed to be. There this is where I needed to go. And this is what I needed to do. And. And it was the start, you
1: know. When you decided to launch your own... Yeah. Talk about that transition because... Um, it was you, scary. Because you've had both sides. Working for somebody you admire... yeah, And being a part of an organization. For 18 years. Right? So that's, that's a run in itself. Yeah. You know? And it's a
2: real, it's, you're in a real comfort zone. Yeah. I mean, why leave that? Right. You know? Uh,
1: so and, why did you? Well, you know, what happened <laughs> is...
2: is George Christensen, who I worked with, who was my partner, we, we grew into a four-partner uh, four firm. Uh, I started in 82. By 87, I was his partner. Didn't have a license. Didn't have a degree. I was aiming to go back to school. And him as a professor, I said, you know, how am I going to do this? Because it's all day, all night, and, you know, yeah. and trying to work too. He says, forget architecture school. You'll, you'll learn, you've learned enough to be an architect. He says, get a business degree. So mm. you can do it at night, you can you can get the experience. Best advice he ever gave me. And I love business. Yeah. I me too. mean that, that was the other side of I've got the left side, right side going. Yeah. And was the best advice he could have ever given me. Mm. And so I did that and in the course of him retiring in, in ninety nine, I came to the realization that, you know, I didn't want to go in the direction that the firm was going. I was going more a lot more commercial. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were doing Harkins Theaters and churches and stuff like that. And I loved houses because I loved the one-on-one relationship with yeah. the client. And so when George left, I just decided, you know, I'm just going gonna, gonna to sell my interest in the firm. And I bought a little condo, and I'm just going to hang out and take care of my daughter and just work on a couple houses a year and just chill and just enjoy life. Right. That was, that was my vision. Funny how it <laughs> Go on. This yeah. is great, by the way. So it was basically <laughs> our dog Nacho, and <laughs> Tiffany. We'd have we'd have meetings on the dining room table. Yeah. And she'd be playing under the table. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and basically that was the whole game plan. It's just it's going to keep it really simple and mellow and right, just enjoy of life. Okay. So this was in 99, 2000. Well, it was taken off. You know, the economy was doing pretty good. And before I knew it, I I needed to get some space. I mean, I needed to get, I had just gotten remarried. And within, I think within a year, I had probably five employees. Wow. And, but backing up, I mean, the fear to leave that comfort nest. Yeah. I remember it a couple of times like, man, what the hell am I doing? You know, what what am I doing? I'm leaving this firm. I got great salary. I got full benefits. And I'm going to try to do this on my own. You know, and there was just something that was telling me it was the right it was the right time and and more of it was a feeling of where my other partners were going and the culture and the vibe, it just didn't resonate with me anymore. Right. And I just felt like I wanna I wanna have my own thing. I wanna be able to really engage with my clients and my customers and have that relationship, which I wasn't getting anymore, doing theaters and stuff like that. Right. You know
1: what I'm saying? comfort isn't so comfortable after after a while right you know that was the that was
2: the right? irony of the whole thing yeah and so you know when i first got a couple jobs on my own and i could do the, i could develop that relationship with the customer and i go that's it that's that's exactly what i was looking for you mm-hmm. know and from there i really started to develop what the culture of my company would be interesting you know yeah and we have really um embraced that all the way through the last 20 years now of, of our own company mm. and it becomes really the measuring stick of people when they, when they come in, like, do they, do they merge onto that lane or right. do they not? You know, right. you can, you can feel it. And I'm trying to teach my younger partners now that thing. I say like, look, if, if you don't see that emerging on that lane, they're probably never going to merge onto it. Right. It's you true. Know? It's if they don't have that soul and that vibe and that feeling, it, you're not going to train it's like an athlete. You're not going to teach them speed. Yeah, you can teach them the blocking teach them how to catch a pass and all that stuff
1: it's 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 an interesting place to be when you're part of another culture yeah and seeing how you're part of the collective and how you're creating yes. the culture totally those are two very i i'm i'm finding in the being in the middle of that now it's it's very interesting of like you know here's here's some thoughts and here's the room to breathe and here's the space to grow and right. here's the where the soul comes in and you know, let's not be rushed and we don't right. convince anybody, we just do what we do very well, but let's be open hearted. You know, it's like yeah. all these all, all these EQ meets, you know, totally. your industry's IQ and everything else. Yeah,
2: but that's what brings joy into yeah, the is. work that you're it's doing. It's true. You that know? is true. What I find is you know, anyone can go get a, get a set of plans. You can get a set of plans on the on the newsstand at Safeways. Right. You know? <laughs> I mean, come on, it's not that complicated. But what we're trying to do First of all, we're doing a house for somebody. A house is a very personal space. Yeah. Okay. And so to me, the process of creating a house needs to be personal. Yeah. You know, it needs to be something that that has meaning to it. it it's something that we, cre- we we create collectively. I really design my houses with my client. A lot of architects get the you know, list of needs from their client yeah. and they go off and draw it on their in their studio and here it is we we work the complete opposite it's like we are sitting there designing it with, with our client we yeah. actually cut the rooms into little pieces and move them around with them and it just evolves
1: yeah well i you know i love uh, on instagram when you show at 4am <laughs> design designing and drawing designing and drawing the homes like you you really get in like from the art yeah. you really you really approach it from the art oh yeah and right that's the, the thing beginning.
2: you know george was the one who taught me this he said art is our architecture is art and technology yeah. And everyone's forgetting the art side of, of architecture. It's so techno And we're seeing with the graduates from, from college. Yeah. You show them a pencil and they look at you like a you know, deer in the headlights.
0: You're right.
1: Like, <laughs> you know, like, what the hell is this thing?
2: What am I supposed to do with That's this? That's your
1: weapon of choice. Yeah. You know,
2: <laughs> and I said, well, what are you going to do when it's 115 million degrees? You're out in the field with the framer. And he says, can you sketch me a detail? Are you going to pull up your CAD system? Right. You know, it ain't going to happen. Yeah. I'll pick up a pencil or a, or a Sharpie and draw it on a two by four and hand it to him. He goes, Got it. Yep. It'll be built tomorrow. Yep. You know? So <laughs> that's not that I don't embrace the technology. I love it. You, you, you use I, the technology. I, I love the technology. Yeah. But I love what the art side does to keep the soulfulness yes. of architecture in architecture. Yeah. I, and that's where I think a lot of people are, are, are missing that. You look at the great architects like Frank Gehry and some of these guys yeah. that are techno-modern. You, know, techno you watch him in a video. He's sketching first by hand.
1: So there you go. <clears throat> well, you know, I mean, I think that, that it, when you, anytime you take pencil to paper— it makes it different. There's something there's else something going on. It, yeah. um, it also makes you very present. I'm not saying that drawing with tech and CAD yeah. and 3D design all that doesn't. Right. But there's something about pencil and sketching that something like makes it. you very meditative in the process as well. Too. So you're able to like channel a different type of energy as yeah. well. Too. But but you still, which is great, that you blend both art and. Okay, now let's bring this into technology because we have to, you know, be exact with the nuances and the right. the, the details and things right. like that. And the
2: other part of it is, and yesterday was a great example of this. We have a client in from Minnesota and we're designing a house for them here. And one of the reasons we got hired is the builder said she loves to watch people sketch. And that's mm, why I thought interesting. of you. And so yesterday we had kind of blocked out the elevations, you know, technically and and she goes, are you going to show me kind of the two options? And I said, well, I didn't draw them yet because I didn't want to yeah. just draw them and bring them in. And, and she goes, well, what are, you, what are you going to do? I said, well, why don't I just draw them here with you, and we'll create it together. That's awesome. And she filmed me drawing it for her. Yeah. And I did a Spanish version and a, and a rural, rustic Mediterranean version. Both colored them. And we did the whole thing in about 30 minutes. Right Unbelievable, of, by the way. Right in front of her. And she loved it. So to me, it's... You know, what, what I love about it is as I'm drawing it, I can watch her and watch yeah. her body language. Right. And, oh, you don't like arches. Okay, well, let's white it out. Let's, let's go square. Oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah. So the whole thing just kind of morphed together right in front of her eyes.
1: Well, you, you know, know what? I find um, I've been doing that lately with my op specialist, um, drawing out the vision in real time yeah. on maps uh, in front of in the front people, of like some of the stuff that I was shown you at your house. Yeah. And it's funny because people actually start to see their vision come to life. Like, is that what my brain looks like? And you go, that's partially what your brain looks like. <laughs> yeah. Now we're just organizing it so it all will be fluid. You yeah, know? but I, I think there's so much connectivity when oh, you do yeah. it that
2: way versus you doing it in a studio by yourself. Yes. And I just think it's one of the most connective forces that you can develop with a client. Mm. You know? And I have clients from 20, you know, 40 years ago now that will go, Oh, yeah, I loved when we used to just sit in, in your studio and draw together. Right. You know, and it's something therapeutic, I think, for them on the other side.
1: Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Well, they're part of the process. Yeah. They're seeing a vision come to life. Come to life. And they're, they're being taught and educated. At the, it's like sitting with Picasso. You, yeah. realize, you realize what you're doing, like, well, especially if you're getting it, it done
2: in it 30 archa- minutes. I
1: call it They're They're being, yeah. they're being yeah. entertained at they the really same are. time. They really are. you're you're the picasso in architecture like not not many people do i mean that's why you know picasso after like 30 years he would sit down in 30 minutes he was done yeah you know (laughs) no and
2: it's fun i mean i i think a lot of architects a lot of designers they sit and agonize over a lot of stuff because they 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 can't do it live you know Uh, or they're intimidated it's very intimidating to do it live because you screw up well what did that say you know, uh, so you have this fear factor. Interesting. Um, when they're
1: in their minds.
2: Yeah. I and mean, I mean, I've been doing it for 40 years, but I yeah. still have that fear factor. There's still that little thing like that I hope, I hope she likes. You, know, you can hear that voice saying, are you sure you want to draw that as an arch? Maybe yeah. you better draw it square. You know? Right. But so, you're
1: approaching it from a soul. And I'm trying,
2: to, I'm trying to watch them and connect yes. with them. Yes. And you know, let, my, let their energy soak into my energy and give me the answer. A lot of musicians do that. Just, um, see, DJs and I, and I listened to your one on music the other day, and that was so cool because so much of what you said in that podcast, I go, that's exactly what I do you know? as an architect. It's yeah. just slower. It's just different. It's a different
1: medium. Yeah, a- absolutely. You you can see musicians when they, they see the way. I mean, look, if you're dealing with 20,000 people, yeah. but they're trying to have one connection. Yeah. So that's actually a very interesting flow of energy between, and frequency between them and the stage. DJs do it too. Right. Like they're trying to see how the, um, the body movement in, and how do they increase the tempo, decrease right. it. They're actually trying to control, if you will, the wave, the sound yeah. frequency. I yeah. mean, it's, it's fascinating. And you're doing that in art, and you see that a lot of times. I think
2: people don't realize that energy aspect of life in general. Yeah. And, and it's, in, it's in everything that we do, whether you're a banker a stockbroker, a dentist, I think you got to tap into what's that underlying energy that's yes. driving me to do what I do and connect with the person I'm doing it for. Yeah. And I, I think you got to be sensitive. You got to be you got to be cognizant that that exists. And I think a lot of people
1: are just walking through life as zombies yes. and they're not getting it. Right, you know. Well, and that's self that's where self-reflection, personal development yeah. Taking a step back. It's gonna be it's slowing down, which scares the hell out of a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Because you can imagine like slowing down, like what will happen? Like it'll right. all crumble. Like actually it'll all expand. Yeah. You know. Um, I wanna ask this because you know, we I mentioned the theme at the top of the hour of you know that ongoing inspiration. Right. I'm, Clearly, du-
2: I'm dumping stuff out every day, right, every cause, hour.
1: Because that level of of drawing and interaction is beautiful. Right. To recycle and do it again and again and again and again and again. For a
2: different client, I want something totally
1: different. Right. So how do you recharge? What are what are what what does that look like? And then, you know, we started talking before the show about integrating your like your life as a whole, life design as a whole, It's like how do we do all these different things that, you know, help blend it all together. Yeah. So we're not just, oh, I need to jump ship from what I do for a while. Like, no, because life continues, but we have to embed the things that are closest to our, our heart or our soul right. to actually expand the art. Exactly.
2: I always love the line, and I, I don't want to make it, I don't want to stereotype, but I hear it from a lot from millenniums, is I need my work-life balance. Right. Okay? <laughs> so I have found my work-life balance to be my work-life balance. Yeah. I, I work and live simultaneously. Right. Okay? I don't work, and then I don't go over here and live, and then I need to make I need to make time in the calendar for me to live. I have to make time for me to work. I've what I've tried to do is knit the whole damn thing together. Yeah. Yes. And and I maybe that doesn't work for everybody. It works spectacularly for me. Yeah. And so I'm constantly I'm constantly working, but at the same time I'm constantly living. So I don't feel deprived on either either side. Does that make sense? It, no, it makes complete <laughs>
1: sense. And I know it's probably insane for most people to hear that, but no, no, no it no. works for me. Not at all. And generationally it has different meetings too, because work, so. work life balance used to mean, um, you know, where it was like, Oh, I'm either at the office or right. what am I doing at home and with hobbies? Right. So, um, you know, I, from what I've noticed from millenniums, um, millennials, millennials, yeah. uh, as I like, as you said that, um, is this kind of innate? Um, I watching. You're you're very fortunate. What you do, a lot of millennials will see their previous generations not in the same right position. Yeah, you know, um, I was fortunate to see a bit of that with my uh, parents, um, and I was very fortunate. And if I even tried to not do something that felt good for me my father would be like what are you doing man like go you need to go find what's what's your thing you know so um but i i feel like work life is transforming more into exactly what you're talking about and you're uh, obviously helping lead the way which is a really good example Mm -hmm. because i i I think younger generations need to see that constant building of like oh i get it if i'm in tune with who i am right and i embed that into what What i do, yep and i incorporate the other aspects of my life that actually enhance what I do. Yep. Now I have a work life Life balance, balance. right? Right. Exactly. Simultaneously. Yeah. We'll do it. We should do a spinoff podcast from both of our podcasts called work life balance. (laughs) There you go. I like that. (laughs) You know, (laughs) so yeah. So, so so what I, you
2: know, what I do is what, and technology has allowed us to do this in my, my opinion is I can virtually work anywhere. You know, I can, I can be, I'm going to South Carolina in a couple weeks. And while I'm there, I'll enjoy the architecture. I'll enjoy the food. I'll enjoy my, my nephew's baseball game. I'll probably do several go-to meetings, you know, with clients back here or wherever they happen to be. I'll bring my iPad and I'll redline and do drawings. I'll bring my sketch pad and sketch. And so that day really won't be much different than the day I'll probably have tomorrow. I'll probably do virtually the same thing. It's just different people, different setting. Right. But it's kind of the same thing. So people say, "How do you do it every day?" I say, "Well, I've just—it's like a runner. I've gotten—I've gotten used to it."
0: Yeah. You know.
1: So talk about your typical day. Actually, would love for you because I know we talked a little bit about this at your house. You get up earlier than I do.
0: I'm—I'm working
1: back towards that. But
2: uh, I I I love—I love love 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. So in those four hours, I can get virtually eight hours of work done because I'm not being interrupted and I'm totally focused. It's totally quiet. And I just find it's the most productive time of the day for me. And then, you know, from 4 p.m., 5 p.m. on, I that's when I socialize. I have some fun. I might have a late night meeting, but like with our new office, we're actually, we, we're putting a full kitchen in our new office and you know, I love to cook. And so we'll do a, a late night meeting. We'll come on, have dinner while you're at it. You know, we'll just sit and have the drawings there on the counter and we'll make some great food. And and so, again, I'm mixing living with working. And so, the clients love
1: it, you know. So that cooking, meeting, yeah, being in your office or in your home, yeah, friends and family around, it's all integrated. It's
2: all integrated. And some of this I learned from our tours to Italy. I mean, one of the things that has come out of that is on the midpoint of that trip is we always do a big cooking class in one of the little farmhouses we stay at. <clears throat> and it was one of the things that I have found over the years has bonded the group more than anything that we do on those trips is mm-hmm. sitting around and cooking together. And people, even if they don't cook, they're still there. They're tasting the food as it's being made, and they're, they're all involved. And so I've, I've really adapted the whole cooking experience to everything we do. So we'll do team dinners. You know, we get the they get the, the builder and the framer and the client and and what it does is it turns everybody from a builder, a framer, a client
1: mm-hmm. into people again.
0: Yes,
2: we're all sitting around eating food together.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, which probably brings out the best in people's uh, soul because yeah. it's it's creating it's more space. soulful. It's creating space for them yeah. to be like, you know, what I'd really like to do. And you know, what would really be great. You you're getting actually the best of that builder right. or that electrician right. or that, you know, engineer or whatever it might be. Right. Because and what, I, what
2: I've loved about it is after the fact, when we are out in the field, and it's 110 degrees. We're all kind of treating each other like people again. Right. And not like you're the builder, you're the framer.
1: Right. You
0: know, right. it's like we
2: all have that, that, that memory of that dinner. There you go. And it's, it's, maybe it's not conscious, but it's definitely subconscious and it definitely has an impact. Mm. And so I've learned that I got to take time to as I get the teams assembled to really do things like that, that just turn us back into, into people.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, first of all, I love the, the four to eight. Um, yeah,
2: I know I got full subject
1: on that. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. I, I love that a lot. And we could actually talk about, it. I, I do the five to eight thirty nine. Yep. Um, no one's allowed to, to really technically really call me unless I'm friends or family, but outside right. of that it's like, you know, working out meditation, yep. um, some business. I listen to, you know, some really great stuff on audible, whatever it might be. Yep. Um, that's my, that's my drill. I'll, I'll usually will get up,
2: you know, I'll get up about four, uh, depends on the weather and, and how much work I've got in front of me. If I, my, my ideal morning is get up, uh, go work out, yep. get that, get the blood flowing, get yep. things rolling. And then I like to go sit by my pool or hop in my jacuzzi and put on some, I got this great little meditation app that I love to just listen. To. It's like five minutes. Yeah. But it, it, it just like, what's it called? It's simple something, simple habits, simple habits. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'll just listen to that for five, ten. and It just kind of zens me out. It helps. There's, there's certain apps that'll, you know, you can use to focus on what your day is going to yep. be. Yep. And I'll listen to that. And I'll, I'll set all my intentions for the day. This is what I got to get done. This is how I'm going to do it. And I do it with an idea of how can I do it beautifully? How can I do it that, you know, resonate. So it's not just getting through the, the to-do list, right? How do I take the to-do list and turn it into something that is magical, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. No well, matter art, if I'm taking it out the trash, art. or or doing a sketch for a client, <laughs> yeah. like I'm gonna do that. Take out the trash. I'm gonna enjoy every minute of walking to yes. you know, So I'm trying. I'm trying to consciously turn everything into something that's a nice experience.
1: Uh, you know, and that's where I think some people think that meditation only has to be. Um, sitting in oming. And it's like, no, no, no. Because no. you hear some people do it from running. Yeah, I can't some people do, do it from thing. cooking. You know? Yeah, I, m- me be silent internally. Yeah, Are that's you my crazy? problem. I can't do it. <laughs> I've tried. I was like,
2: what am I missing here? I said, forget it. I can't, I can't freaking do this.
1: Yeah, but but you're right about, I, I believe you're right because it, it's the same for me in being present yeah. in every activity I do. Yeah. It actually slows things down and makes things so like zoned in and clear. Yeah. um, And it blocks out noise at the same time which i think is also very very good for reinvigoration and then the other thing i was going to say too is i like that you do these tours you know because you're doing these living tours yeah and it's like architecture cooking design travel but like how could you not be inspired for your work when you're incorporating both things that you love but with like into well hey let's look at this architecture let's look at these designs let's you well, know, look how people understand are the culture. Exactly. Yeah. yeah that's, exactly.
2: That's probably the biggest thing that I've brought from the show. I mean, I, I, I take, I don't know how many thousands of pictures every trip. So I've yeah. got, I've got a, I've got a backlog of photos of details imagine. and things like that. You know, and then as I go on a trip, I know the projects that I, I have in the works. So my subconscious is looking for those little treasures, right. you know, as I walk around, God, there, there it is there. That's, yes. a, that's a cool way of doing that. You know, and then I'll put my own spin on it or whatever Uh, So I'm soaking all that stuff up. And at the same time, it's like, you know, what I love is seeing our clients soak the Mm -hmm. same thing up. They might be looking at the details, but they're looking at how we spent the day and what we did and then the conversations that came from it and the memories that come from it. And one of my favorite discoveries on these tours that has really kind of set a tone for me in life is you always think, you know, I've got 12 people, whatever, on the trip. That everyone's having the same trip, Every, yep. we're all in nope. the same. We're all the same <laughs> itinerary. We're all doing the same things. And what I'm seeing through my eyeballs is not what Matt got us in is seeing through yeah. his eyeballs. We're sitting in the same room, but we're having a completely different experience. Absolutely. And it's funny. Like uh, tomorrow night, we're going to have a little reunion dinner for my 2016 travelers, and we just did it for my 2015. Totally random. We just yeah. saw some of the people were in out of town. We threw it together, and you see how we do our little yeah. dinners. So much fun. And it was interesting because I had everyone kind of bring their photos and it really proved the point. Like yeah. everyone realized, holy shit, all of us were on a different trip. Yeah. You know? And what I've taken from that is that's how life is too. Absolutely. You know, we all think everyone's seeing the same damn thing we're seeing nope. <laughs> and nothing could be more further from the truth. Right. You know?
1: Your truth is not. My truth is not. Tiffany's truth is not. Totally you know. different. Yeah.
2: And you know, you're trying to say, well, how come you don't understand that? Well, You're living in a whole different zone than I'm living in. Right. You
1: know, for everybody that's listening and says, okay, I get it. Yeah. Let's, we'll, we'll travel and we'll, we'll embed lifestyle and we'll do all this other stuff. But you are also running a business. I wanted to definitely talk about this because I thought it was great that you wanted to bring this up about you have a team and you have systems. Yes. Systems and a foundation in place to, you know, and people to rely on. Yep. Um, you know, talk, if you can expand on that, because yeah, I, I, totally. I want people to understand that, like, that's part of the design aspect. It's not or, just like, yeah, well, the reason you're able to travel and do the things is because you also in business said, okay, what kind of people do I have around me? What kind of things do I need to have in place that manage things? There's, there's that right. aspect too. There's that work, totally, work totally. that goes into it. The
0: system
2: is the savior. I Yeah, mean, it is, right? Yeah, I know. for sure. And, and it was when I started the business in, or in 1999, you know, that was one of the first things I did was just set up systems. And a lot of them came from the prior company because I, I had set up a lot of systems yeah. there. And a lot of that came from business school. Yeah. Okay. And from working with a lot of high-end CEOs mm-hmm. that like, you need to, you know, if you're going to do my job, it's got to be like this. Yeah. I'm like, okay, what? And I'd hear it from other CEOs. Go, there's, there's a system to all this stuff. And so I think one of the best things that I've done And I've just realized now why it was even even smarter than I thought at the time is these systems do allow me to go anywhere. And the machine keeps working.
1: Yes. You know,
2: I always use the analogy. What's the most successful restaurant in the history of mankind? What's McDonald's? Yeah. Is their burger the best in the world? No, No, not even close. But their system is probably one of the best in the world. Yep. And so, you know, I said, let's let's make sure that we do everything. We do everything the same way. Not artistically, but systematically. Yes. Okay? And what, what's nice about it is the clients then get used to that cadence. They get used to, okay, we just had the meeting. I'm going to get my meeting notes. We're going to get an agenda. And they, 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 they follow into the system. Mm-hmm. Okay? Well, it allows me then to travel, to do all these different things, because I've got everyone that does their part of the little job, and we all try to do it to get a wow. That's one of the things we do. We just got our, I just got a wow today, actually, for my little sketch thing. So what I do is I give $100 to everyone that gets a wow during the week. That's great. Okay? Yeah. And we've shelled out thousands of dollars.
1: I'm sure. But it's
2: worth it. Yeah. Because everyone's striving to get the wow. Yeah. You know? Um, so, but one of the things that, that was an outflow of developing these systems that I didn't realize is by having the systems, the asset of my company now becomes transferable. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Yes, I do. And I think a lot of artists just don't think in a business sense. Right. And they develop this great, you know, brand or, or, you know, whatever it is that they're doing. <clears throat> and at some point you get 60, like I'm going to be 60 this year and, you know, it'd be great to be able to just sell my business yeah. versus just shut the doors and walk away. Yeah. You know? And I, so what we've done is we've hired a, a business appraiser that, that basically does an appraisal of our business on an annual basis. We've got a certain amount of shares. And so our, we have a, we have a price per share for our business. Yeah and I'm selling now you know, a certain percentage to my three younger partners, which will enable them to do the same thing down the road for them. And so the whole thing becomes a systemized company of artists.
1: I like that you, you know? well, there's, there's a lot of really important things that you're saying in there. Um, one, and you've heard this on other podcasts, yep. All right, managing your art like a business. Yep. And if you don't, someone else will either take advantage of it or try, attempt to. And if you really, really love your art, you will figure out how to manage it like a business, so right. you can you can make it expansive and and then the second part transferable. Right? No one actually on the podcast has put it that way before, and it's actually very very important what you said, in my opinion, in, right. in general, because transferable and well. Can the legacy be uh, managed then by the partners and then they do the same thing and so forth and so on? Right. Transferable in the fact that we've got something that somebody else outside, if they wanted to, could walk into right. and everything is set up for them. Transferable in, you know, if there's any other kind of conditions or things that happen, yep. there's, there's something there that people can understand. The blueprint is already laid out. Right. And it's, it's,
2: it's, it's tough because I think a lot of artists, and I know every art is different. A musician from an architect to a painter is, they're all different. And how you transfer Mark Candelaria? Right. The brand Mark Candelaria. Right. Okay. You know, and what that that is, it's a fearful thing as, you know, it's like, okay, so now I got three partners. They're kind of starting to design some of the houses and I've got my little footprint on, on it, but I'm, I'm letting them play the strings however they want to play it, you know, and it's different. Yeah. And it's not exactly the way I would do it, you know? And so from my perspective, it is hard. It's a little difficult to let, sure. to let the baby go. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, I see some of the things they're doing and it's like, wow, that's, that's really great. I love what you did right. there. And they're building their own identity. Yeah. And then the shares of ownership is going with them. Yeah. So it gives them the motivation to really do great work. They're, they're engaged. They feel like they're
1: a part of this and they've got something to look forward to. You know, no. you you just reminded me that, uh, or at least this is the thought, the download I got from it is that if we really are about our art the way we say we're about our art, then how do we also transfer that art, right. if nothing else, to the next person, the next person, right. the next person? Like, there's a responsibility, even if you're just looking at just the art, you know, versus being the, the sure. soloist or the the, yep. the 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 lone star, you know. There's because. Who you're affecting in your yeah. um, mentoring, how people are learning from your design and then making things th- through their own identity. Right. But there's a responsibility as well as like, listen, the art has to live on. It has to live on. Yeah. You know?
2: No, I think that's cool. I, mean, I, I t- you know I look at like musicians, like the Eagles. Yeah. You yeah. Know?
1: They plug in different
2: people. Right? But the Eagles
1: kind of keeps going on. Yeah. You know? It's like Tony Bennett. Tony, uh, oh man! I mean, this this guy's like 92 at this point, right? He and just he's keeps and, going. Yeah, he's like, I yeah. don't know
2: who's taking over for Tony Bennett. In yeah, no, his company. no, yeah. no. Yeah, so that's an example where <laughs> that's going to be the end of Tony Bennett. Yeah, you, you know? know.
1: But just how he brings in these different musicians. But no, I see what you're saying in terms of uh, the Eagles is a little bit different, like in terms of generationally, right? Uh, I mean, but the was, Eagles could conceivably keep going. Yeah, forever. they actually could. That's actually a very good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. That's true. But I was I was, <laughs> I was thinking with Tony Bennett just how he incorporates his style and then he has these other, other like he does the, the duets and stuff like sure. that. But yeah, no, that's that's yeah, not I lo- the I love same that. thing, but yeah. Um, and so in your, um, you had mentioned that travel also gives contrast. Yeah. I would love for you to talk about that because the contrast is also where we find expansion as yeah. well with both our art and our business.
2: Totally. I mean, what I love about travel, I think, you know, I drive to work every day, and unfortunately, my commute's pretty small, so I don't have a lot of time to think about it, but, uh, you know, I think a lot of people live life, they're living virtually the same experience every day. You know, I go to work, I do this, I do that, I drive home. It, it's really easy to become a, a mind zombie in, in that set, setting. And what I love about travel and my trips is getting people out of that comfort zone and into something that every single sense is being inspired you know their visual their their taste their what they're eating what they're drinking what they're hearing they're hearing a different language everything all of a sudden is is awakened and one thing i've noticed on our trips is about the third day of the trip everyone pops into breakfast or whatever they you know shit man i had the most wildest freaking dreams last night <laughs> Someone else will going. Yeah, me too. What the hell? Is that? I don't. Want, you guys, you're just eating the crazy Umbrian mushrooms. You know, you'll be fine. You know, but what happens? What I believe is happening is they're they're just being stimulated. You know, in ways that their their mind is, has not been stimulated in a long time. And I love collective travel with people with a group. I think there's something about that mm-hmm. that's different than if just you and your wife go on a trip. And I know there's that's great to do that too, but. I think the collective and I've seen it with my with my reunion things now, you know, it's just there's a bond that these people have that they create during those 2 weeks that you just it's don't true. you won't create any other so way true. or place, right. you know. And I love when they go on repeat trips and they'll get the same group and they'll go do something else and I don't know. It's just one of it's been one of the most rewarding things as a little side, you know, trip to what we do that has just been so rewarding for me.
1: Well, you see, I mean, you see that even in a hiking. So you can imagine two weeks, 24 hours a day yeah. together. Um, there's contrast in what you're seeing. There's contrast in, in perspectives. There's contrast in right. people's lives and, and, you know, getting to know what they they do or right. they've done. And, and then and then there's also complimentary yeah. things in there too, because you're like, I didn't know you did that. I, right. Where were you two weeks ago when I, <laughs> I needed right. you to fix this problem or, or whatever it might be? Um, and then... It's like
2: the podcast thing, which I've learned by doing the podcast is like, I can have a one hour conversation with someone at a restaurant or bar, and I can have another one hour conversation doing a podcast, and I will learn so much more doing the podcast with somebody than I'll ever learn in any other setting. Right. I mean, I think that's one of the coolest things that I've gotten out of doing this
1: so far. Yes. It's so relationships, and, yeah. It's, and, it's and, really neat, and the the creativity, and yeah, like you know, as I always say, uh, it's uh, two people having coffee that the rest of the world can hear, right? You know, and that's uh, but, and then we go deep, yeah. deep. But might as well have the rest of the world hear what we're talking about, exactly. and, then, and, then, and then initiating all the creativity, like you, yeah. you've got the um, you know with the artwork, and then how you promote it and you push right. it out, and and the relationships, right? Because the relationships have also helped you stay inspired oh, yeah. as well. The relationships
2: too. are very, very important. I think that's the one thing that. I look at it as our business is probably one of the most important things of of everything we do. I mean, yeah, our product is great and everything, but the relationships that I've created over the last 40 years is to me been probably the most beautiful, satisfying aspects of what I've done over my whole career. Yeah. You know, I'm still in touch with many clients that I started work with in the early 80s,
1: you know. You know, but that also, you also create the space for that. Yeah. So, because you're, you're approaching things differently, differently. not as, um, as a project just, or a job, right. Not so transactional as much as I want to do this for you. Right. I want us to share in this art and whether I never do it for you again or not, I want you to be right. a part of my existence for the time that I've been here on this planet. Kinda. Right. I mean, that's a whole other no, that's level a, of being <laughs> exactly, exactly what it <laughs> yeah. is for, for me. Right. Then, yeah. then, um, then transactional And I, and I, I think that again, that kind of goes back to because you're so tapped in from the soul side mm-hmm. of like this is what I love to do, and I'm trying to squeeze it out for everything that it right. needs to exist within this, this art and 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 uh, you know within within the business. Right. That they you know.
2: And a lot of clients don't understand that. I mean, they 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 just. I, I want my set of plans. I want a Candelaria you, so house. So you do get that too? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I,
1: some people just don't care, you know. And, like dinner's great, but just are my, yeah. are my plans are done? Like, plans I ready? trust you. I trust you. Yeah. you know?
2: <laughs> Where are you at this week? When are my yeah. plans going to be done? Yeah. Uh, you know, I think. but I have, on the flip side, I have a lot of other clients that I just, you know, that we have just great relationships. And it's. I just feel like it's enhanced both of our lives, you know, by having that, that relationship.
1: Yeah. So, you know, it's it's interesting. It also kind of kind of goes to show you too that yeah, there are sometimes clients where your reputation is there, your art is there. They're just right. like, no, just give me the candelaria design. Yeah. I'm I'm cool. Like, yeah. I'm cool. I just like, want the label on yeah, my plans. But don't but but don't you want to come into the studio so I can like draw in front of you? Like, don't have time. Yeah, I just no need time. to just let me know when I can move in. And right, <laughs> and I'll be yeah. There. But what
2: what what? I think there was more of that initially in my yeah, career. Yeah. But as a, as my career has evolved, it's it, I've got more and more clients to go. We want a beautiful house. We want to enjoy the experience. We want it to be something memorable and meaningful to us. And I just feel like there's a lot more people
1: that are getting it now. Oh yeah. Than even 20 years ago. Yeah. Well, those conversations are happening more. Yeah. And uh, something's definitely happening. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a whole conscious shift that's happening, and people are there's if if you're around people that aren't willing to have that conversation, there's a lot more that are. Yeah. And so, real quickly, you'll just yeah sort of left and you know like you know find find your tribe and <laughs> and they do it's, it's
2: like what you said the more you engage in that energy the more that energy finds you yeah you know yeah and it's just like a magnet
1: yeah well the and the people that i, I meet along the way it's, mm-hmm. it's the same for you I, I, it, and it's fascinating and there's so much to learn yeah from all of you just the same like yeah I, i'm a nerd in certain areas and i could probably nerd out and you'd be like huh you know <laughs> but outside of that um, but hearing the the stories and the experience and your approach um, yeah. and the mindset and character and behavior and integrity and morals and values like all these things um so important to our own personal development oh, yeah. as well in the in the, the relationship factor yeah and
2: there's so many you know the other thing that we're really big into is just giving back yeah I mean I mean you mentioned all the charities we're involved in there's probably even more than that but <clears throat> you know we I don't know what it is about that part of it it's just. You know, God gave us this ability to do what we do. And there's so many great organizations, Gigi's Playhouse, Colton Cave. And we're doing a 32,000-square-foot back cave for free, you know. <laughs> wow.
1: And so, a 32,000-square-foot. The, the
2: full back cave with the, with the Wayne Manor uh, Tudor facade. And then in the back of it's the whole cave. And he's got all the cars, the boats, and all that stuff. And kids from... Um, make a wish yeah. and different foundations come and they, they spend a night in the Batcave. They drive the Batmobile and they get a set of keys, you know, and that is awesome. That's so cool.
1: That is cool. Yeah. So it's things like that, that, so you're designing dreams too, for we're other designing people. Dreams, that- <laughs> you know, <and laughs> when I, what, what what's, what's
2: been re- really rewarding for me, I sit on the board of some of these charities, but now I've got two or three employees, just employees wow. that because they're involved in this project, they've been invited to sit on the boards of these foundations, Wow. you know? And so what is that doing for them? Yeah. You know, and their character and their self confidence. And so to me, it's like, yeah, we're giving back to charity, but there's so many other spin offs that come out of these things that you don't even realize yeah. until you do it. And that's why I tell people get involved and, and just pick one charity and, and do it. You, you, you're going to be shocked at what comes out of it yeah. in ways you never even expected.
1: And, you know, and for anybody listening, it doesn't necessarily mean they have to get involved financially. It could be voluntarily. It's, it's, it's way
2: better know. voluntarily. That's right. the other thing. I think it's it's so easy to stroke a check and say, Hey, I yeah, I'm I, I'm a part of this. Yeah. But you're not. You just yeah. wrote a check. Yeah. You know, like Habitat, I just did a podcast last week where we recorded it on site and I interviewed the, the homeowner who was up on the roof building his house. And to me that was like the coolest thing. It's mm. like I wouldn't have never gotten that experience had I wrote a
0: check. Right. You know. Here, here I was
2: meeting Abdul, who was building a house for a family of seven, Mm. and the pride that I could see in his eyes because he was he was physically putting all the shingles on that roof. Mm. Well, guess what? He's going to take damn good care of that house. Yeah. Because he put his sweat and toil into that house. Yeah. And you just see the you see the 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 love and the the pride, all those things that you just don't get by writing a check.
1: When I was just starting to kind of rebuild from where I was previously years ago, I remember I was sitting with um, a rabbi talking about I to get involved in charity work right. um, for the soul. Everything for me was about, like, I, yeah. s- I got to serve my way out of this, whatever hole I got into. <laughs> uh-huh. you know? And I was like, but financially, I was like, I, I'm, I'm still building again. Right. Like, you know, I'm from scratch again. He goes, you don't understand. He's like, your time which you will come to eventually learn, which I now have a, even more totally than ever, time about is, my- is the most valuable asset. You giving in the form of, of like work and your time and your energy, like there's nothing. It's better that, than money. That can, yeah, that can like, you're actually like using your soul and physical work to right. make something come to life. Like, yep. He's like, and don't get me wrong. He's like one day when you are ready again. And, and, and he's like, and by the way, he's like, even if it's like, a month, you know, a place to start with. He's like, don't ever be ashamed of even if it's like a small amount, when you do get a little further along and then a little further along, he's like, life is progressive. Yeah. Like, but the work and the time will be, you know, some of the most pivotal. So even when you are able to cut those checks, make sure you're doing the work. Yeah. I I I, I find doing the work is, is
2: fabulous because of all the, the, you know, there's just so many connections that come from it. It's against It's that energy we talked about, you know, there's other people there that are doing the same thing. And, if the, those people are there, what kind of people are they? Right. Like they're the kind of people you want to be around. That's exactly you know, yeah. It's like, there's so many things that just come from giving. That's so true. In so many parts of
1: life, you know, that's such a good point that, you know, because um, you hear people say all the time, like, well, I'm trying to change my environment, you know, of people. Well, what do the people, I always, ta- I always equate things to business and marketing side come in. I'm like, all right, that's, let's think about your audience. Right where's your aud- where's your fun audience right. hanging out right now where right. are the people that you're trying to bond with where are they at right now right. go that way and yep. and then inject yourself into that you into know audience cloud. yeah yeah
2: and they're 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 waiting to receive you
1: yeah they really are <laughs> you know, they like, really like another give us like, more you know, we need
2: more volunteers at habitat right? no problem sign up guess what your life's gonna change yeah instantly
1: I, it was one of the um the most fun things i did uh in college was habitat for humanity yeah. when i helped uh build a home really early in the morning it was it was cool i mean it's just uh well i i came from a it's funny i came from a very business-minded father um he built every one of his homes he helped do like the the plant like for him he was actually very artistic yeah and had to like not only did he have to help design it with the the architects and the designers but also build it with manual labor, like he yeah. had to be a part of the part details of the yep. and they were phenomenal homes. So, but along the way, he also made me work on it. <laughs> so that's where he taught me another level of work ethic. Um, that, works, out-
2: that work is a good thing, isn't yeah. it?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, so when I, when, you know, you can't have a job at like 15, right? Uh, well, you can, but like, you know, with the laws and stuff, like that. so he's like, yep. all right, cool. Well I'm building the patio and um, including <laughs> all like the awning and, you know, and then doing all the cement work and also the electric work. So let's have you start there, $10 an hour, which would be more back then right. than what you could at, you know, at a job. Yep. Uh, and I was like, yeah, okay. And I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but it was fun because I would bond with him or he'd be yeah. inside working <laughs> and he'd be like, so get back to work. You know? yeah, but- and I
2: think a lot of people are, for Habitat in particular, I mean, you'll get intimidated. Like I'm not, I'm not good with power tools. Trust yeah. me. My best power tool is my cell phone and my electric mm-hmm. eraser, you know, <laughs> but there's so many other things you can do Absolutely. that have nothing to do with construction. That's true. For Habitat.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely know? true.
2: So I think find it, just find something that you love. Like you, you always say, just find something that, that talks to your soul, resonates yeah. with your soul, and, and get involved,
1: you know? And that inevitably also helps with your inspiration, too. Yes. So when you have a depleted tank, yes. but you know you're going to um, a board meeting for charity or— That morning totally refilled my tank.
2: There you go. It was awesome. So I mean, I just walked away from there. I was like, there's, there's so much good in the world, Yeah, you know, right here, and just— that's all I needed that day.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, it's so true. Well, you know, and I and I feel like um, injecting yourself into these different environments, different people, positive, positive, lo- which are also long-term relationships. Yep. Still requiring your creativity in a whole other way. Yep. Serving people. Yep. And um, for a greater good, how could you not be inspired? Totally. Totally, you know. Yep. And so it probably just expand. It probably pumps you up even more in a lot of ways. Like, I know what I'm gonna do with this one project that I've been thinking about. <laughs> you know, or or yeah, or, it's or just I, it, solving your own things.
2: I guess you know some guys like to go out and play golf, and I get that. You know, but I think you just all find your way to to yeah to regenerate, refill that tank.
0: Yeah. You know. Well, you
1: know, golf for some is travel for others. Yeah. And, you know, what kind of travel do you have coming up?
2: So, like I said, I'm going to Charleston in a couple weeks. Yeah. And then we've got our Napa tour, our first Napa tour, a- April 3rd. And that's a five-day tour, so we're, we're condensing it, kind of yeah. like cooking, con- doing a really tasty recipe on a quick trip. <laughs> and then we've got Spain in June, and we've got my Italy trip in September. Interesting. Where do you go when you go to Italy? So, this year, our Italy tour, we, we always start in Florence. Yeah, I we love Florence. We spend a couple nights in Florence, and then we rent the farmhouses, I mentioned, yeah. in Umbria. Got a wine wow. guide and a chef, and we live out of these houses for a week. Wow. Everyone has their own car, really? which kind of freaks people out until they drive out of Florence and they realize how wonderful it is to have your own oh, car, yeah, yeah. And yeah. not sit on a bus with a bunch of people. Right. Uh, so we do that, and then uh, week in Umbria, and then this year we'll finish at Lake Como, where Isabel and I got married. Right. And uh, we'll celebrate my 60th birthday right
1: there at Lake Como. That's awesome, dude. I, because I thought the story was awesome when you got married in Lake Como. What was happening across the lake? Wasn't there a, another wedding about? Well, to take no, away? it was the
2: same hotel.
1: Okay. Oh. So the
2: day before we got married, at the very same spot, Isabel and I got married. John Legend and
1: Christy Teagan got married. The day before. The day before. They got married the day before. Same spot. Wow. And so, and then, uh, did they see you?
2: So I've got a picture of them watching us <laughs> right. get married on their spot <laughs>
1: That's from <awesome>. their balcony. <laughs>
2: And I've got that photo. And it was cool because we would go to the bar and Kanye was there. And it right. was like, this is just insane. Yeah, you know? that's
1: cool. I mean, it's, uh, you know, um, because everybody's there for the weekend. Yeah, right? everyone's there for the weekend. And see, <laughs> we,
2: didn't, we didn't tell any of, it was, this was during one of our tours. And we didn't yeah. tell any of our travelers that this wedding, was, our wedding was going to happen. Yeah. And when they checked into the hotel, we, we had little invites on the bed from the hotel saying, on the last day of the Italy tour, you're all invited to Mark and wow. Isabel's wedding. They had no idea John Legend was getting married the day before either. Yeah. You know, so they're they're all going through this trip like, what the hell? Like, who yeah. are you? <laughs> yeah, what is this? <laughs> so it was it was pretty
1: spectacular. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, when you told me that that was uh that was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. You know. Yeah. And and so um so that's that's in September. That's yep. awesome. And uh, and usually how many people do go on these tours with you? You
2: know, we average around 14 people.
1: Yeah. per trip.
2: Uh we had 22 on our Spain trip last year and we had uh nine i think on our italy trip last year and i tell you nine was it was wonderful yeah it's the economics aren't as good my sweet spot 16 right uh both economically and i think just functionally it functions really fun at 16 yeah um so that's what we shoot for yeah we got 16 going on our napa trip Mm. so that should be
1: fun five days of napa right yeah a lot of eating a lot of food a lot of wine where did the Little what, architecture? I meant to ask you this earlier, where did the cooking come in? Like when did that I mean, maybe it's always been there, and you know what, when is it uh, Tiffany's shaking her head no for anybody that's like listening, but like, when did that start and happen? Because it I mean it started
2: on like, the Italy tours. I mean, basically, yeah. we did the cooking class uh, right in the middle of the trip, and like I said, it was just one of the things that I noticed that really just bonded everybody. Yeah. And I, I, I always liked to cook. I just never had that much time to cook. and when, right. I'm, when I'm sitting on my drafting table all day long. I'm either listening to podcasts or I'm watching the Food Network. Yeah. So I'm yeah. a Food Network junkie. Yeah. And I just found cooking was a lot faster than architecture yeah. for virtually the same accolade. You know, you just get it in two hours instead of two years. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so I found cooking just to be a really great way to totally meditate, in essence. Because it takes my mind completely off everything. Yeah. And it's fun. I mean, you came over that one night. We had a great time. You know, it was just the three of us, and we sat and had dinner in our entryway.
0: Yeah
1: you know we, you know I, I i like cooking um i've always been able to do it um and i i'm actually i'm pretty, pretty good. i'm pretty decent yeah where I'm, i wouldn't call it lazy but where i just i haven't made more time yep. for it is um really diving into like okay what do i want to make and why right. and what are those combinations and right. all of the ingredients that go into it sometimes that's still because i'm so in the details of some of the areas that i'm <laughs> building on right now and other areas that it's like you know and then you know, part of the day it's like the body work. The other part of the day it's your, you know, your yep. your your life work. Yep. Then it's your business work. So I'm I'm trying to that integrate balance if you balance. integrate it. Yep. But I, I would like to incorporate that more because like I mean food is like got this that's awesome. it's a very Especially um, good
2: good healthy food. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think that's what we notice when you eat out we eat great we eat great at great restaurants, but you know, they use a lot of butter and right sugar and you know, you really don't know what's going in nope. your food. When it's we true. cook it, we know exactly what's gone in that food. We know where it all came from, and we love that.
1: Yeah, you know, and I, you know, and again, yet just another thing that it. It moves into um, life design is what yeah. you've really got. Like, you you are an architect, architectural designer, but really, you're the architect of your life. That's yes. really what you've kind of done. Yep. Um, and, and we all have the opportunity to do that. Everybody does.
2: You just have to sit down and kind of map it out.
1: Yeah. Well, and I like that you also brought that up earlier about, like, with, whether you're a dentist or you're an accountant. Right. Like, okay, I, I hope that you're an accountant because you really love numbers. <laughs> right. And, and, and there's not... And, Net numbers can be sexy too if somebody's like, like no, I said, here's the right side.
2: I, I love numbers. Yeah,
1: that's true. All of us like the, the right it. side of numbers. Love that side. <laughs> You know, yeah, and and um and even then, nick like, I, I found the same of loving technology for me or art and writing for me. Writing, you know, it's funny mm-hmm. because people automatically, are like, oh, you're an author, and I was like, uh, sure. But it was it was just because I loved writing yeah. that and I, I'd done it secretly for 20 years until all of a sudden I was open about it, you know, at 30, starting at 35. Yeah. We're like, oh, you know, but um, uh, that was a rant and a rant. A rant <laughs> no, and that. I do the
2: same thing. I, you know, Tiffany, we both love to write.
1: Yeah, I love to write. Oh, uh, what I was going to say, but taking that same love of like whether it's for cooking, and and this kind of goes back to your earlier point about um, being very present, whether it's taking out the trash. I did the same thing when it came to like numbers. I was actually always good at math, but because I tested out so early, I didn't have to do a lot of that until, obviously, you get back into business. And it was interesting because I realized, like, okay, the importance of numbers and what you really need to use within numbers. Right. And then applying that, let's just be present and understand what goes where and how it goes and what's the how to be creative with all of it so it actually you know you have a better relationship with it and i think people get scared when it comes to like money or and numbers or right technical de- I find so a lot of my clients it's the technical details with things i'm like it's just because we haven't had an open conversation of it right and you've been procrastinating on getting into the relationship yep. with it with that and then once you have a relationship with it you're going to feel so empowered you're yeah. like where else can we like Put systems and where else can we yep. do this and where else can we do that and i think
2: a lot of people are just afraid to dive take the dive yeah you know dive yeah. into it and start learning it right and before you know it you're figuring things out yeah you know but unless you get that thing moving you right. ain't you ain't gonna get anywhere that's true you know that's true and so i've i've found a lot of times i just need to get started you know just get, yes. get started and see where it goes it may not it may not work out but i'm gonna have an experience that you know, I say, yeah, I tried it and a lot. So I, I
1: love to just try things. I love that you said just get started because I feel like a lot of, a lot of people ask that all the time. They go, well, you how know, do I get started? How do I get started? I'm like, start. Well, <laughs> tomorrow morning when you wake up, uh, yeah, I would probably just start right there. Yeah.
2: And everyone wants it to be some big thing. Grandiose like, thing. Take like, take a little mini, mini step. <laughs> yeah. You know, just take a little step into that world. Yeah. And tomorrow, take another step. And before you know it, you've went 10 miles.
1: Yeah. That's you know? exactly it. And, and, so, and I also tell people, don't guilt yourself if you start running the marathon or the, and, or the sprint first yep. or whatever and you feel like, you know what, this may not be for me. Don't guilt yourself either. Be like, oh, thank right. God I found that out early on. Right. That's part of the discovery mode sure. of like, you know, well, how do I get started? Like, Take a couple of small steps. It might not be for you. Right. Which, you but, know, it, it, and it's funny because you even see this in the, in the startup world, you know, up in Silicon Valley. That was a whole lean startup hmm. principles. Lean startup was very much like, because you get a lot of, yeah. I, I see this with business all the time. Like, it's not perfect. We won't launch. I'm like, you guys are never going to launch. And I don't care how much you're funded. That's and totally I right. see this with VCs all the time. How much you're funded. You need customer acquisition. Right. Like, yes, yes, we do. I'm like, so take a step forward and just go meet with Start customers and be like, how can I make this better for you and have fun with yep. it? Yeah, I always
2: tell people, you know, you can sit there and aim the the frickin' arrow for days. Yeah. (laughs) But what I've learned is just get close, take an aim, shoot the arrow, and then just
1: steer the arrow to your destination. Yeah, optimize it. Yeah. Tweak it, optimize it, do it again. Tweak it, optimize it, do it again. You're doing something.
2: Yeah. You're not sitting there just thinking about it and waiting
1: and. You know. And the act of doing is actually very meditative too. Love it that. drowns everything else. out. Yeah, your focus out. is like cooking. You're, there you're a, sitting there cooking. You're focused on that. That's exactly you know. And you see this evident when um, has anybody ever called you after you've been drawing? You're like, wait, what? Oh yeah. You know, like totally. you, because you, you're actually in a zone of productivity or a zone yeah. of genius, and you actually come off of that, and you're like, I'm sorry, I, I what? find it, I find
2: it's hard to, to speak.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like my
2: brain, I like if I'm drawing and someone asks me a question, I have a hard time actually talking.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, no, it's so true. I, um, so if I'm designing it in my systems, I mean, I have a team that does them now. But if I'm designing or I'm designing, um, I won't design for other people for their websites or anything like that. But I, right. I'm always tweaking my own brand, like designing. Yep. And I'll be so ingrained Engaged. in the details and I'll go easily three, four hours very deep. Oh, and, yeah. and so for a phone call to come up or somebody, I'll like, I might hit the speaker phone. I'm like, yeah. And I'm <laughs> sitting there on my computer, <laughs> like I'm, I'm mush. And, and, and the, the closest of the close get it because they're like, I can tell you're busy. I can tell you're doing the thing right now. I'll call you later. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's exactly
2: right. No, I, I, get, I get really focused. Yeah.
1: And, yeah. You know, because it drowns out the noise. The act of doing yeah. drowns everything it. out. I love know? it. What um? What do you have in general coming up? What what uh, do you have any like cool functions and and charitable? Uh, well, we events? we got. I know and-
2: Habitat for Humanity, April twenty fourth, I believe, has their big blueprints and blue jeans event. Mm-hmm. Uh, when is it? No, it's not tonight. Uh, I'm trying to think what else there is. I don't know we've got so many darn things going
1: on all the time. How right. many? How many homes are you currently designing? We're
2: probably working on about a hundred homes right now. Oh my! You know, I've got twenty-person office, so that's you know, five homes per
1: person. It's not too bad. Okay, yeah, it's not it's not too bad. Yeah, um, and some of them, how far out are they? Are they like you know, two, three, four, five years out? Are they?
2: Uh, it depends on the scope, and we do. You know, I think we get typecast all the time for our mega mansions, right? You know, the sixty-four thousand square foot ones. But <clears throat> two-thirds to probably three-quarters of our work is actually remodels yeah. and renovations and they can be as small as like right, right now we're doing out we're doing an outdoor kitchen for somebody on yeah. a house that we designed many years ago uh, and so we love the small projects because yeah. they're they're fast yeah you know you're not going to be on it for five years the sixty four thousand square foot house i'll probably be on it for five six years yeah. of I mean, my life you know yeah.
1: I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the evolution of coming to you for each phase. That's, that's what I'm excited for. Whether yeah. it's a small remodel, like, hey, I think about acquiring this property. Uh, <laughs> can you make it livable? Yeah. <laughs>
2: you know, no, it's funny. To... I've had clients that we've done like phased projects. Yeah. I have one client that we worked with them for almost 15 years on their project. Wow. Where we started phase one, wow. phase two, and now the whole thing's completely done. Wow. You know. That's and cool. That's, kinda, that's, a, that's a neat thing. I've had a, one client I've done two houses for that they were one of my first clients in 1999 and they just moved into their second house mm. in November of last
1: year. So I've been working with them continuously wow. through th- this whole 20 years. You've seen Scottsdale and Phoenix just oh my god evolve. I mean well, over, you know, 40 years you're going yeah. to see that. I mean
2: <laughs> right now I think I'm seeing some of the biggest evolution of this city that I've ever seen. I bet. I mean, it looks like West Hollywood. <laughs> it's it's going to be really interesting to see what this looks like 10 years from now. Because yeah. it's, it's on fire. Yeah. We've never been so busy.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. You know? I, I mean, can... there's
2: people moving here from all over the country.
0: Yeah, yeah. So.
2: And,
1: and that'll keep you busy for sure yeah. for a long time. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, so, so two-thirds are usually like the, the yeah. small. That's, that's, that's cool. I, yeah, I didn't Those know. Most people you know? know that. I'm, yeah. sure you, I'm sure you do get type. It's funny how you can get typecast oh, yeah. instead for like the Mega Mansion. I mean, 64000 square foot. what's the what's the biggest in the states what, what I don't know There's I mean that's that's, that's one of the biggest i've ever heard of I mean I know some bigger ones I've been in a 30,000 square foot home and that's that's i mean huge. so i'll tell you what the worst thing about staying in something like that is um i forgot the i left the remote i walked with the remote from the downstairs living room all the way across to the upstairs master that i was staying in it was and it was on the opposite end yeah the worst part is when you go uh, where did i leave it I for, yeah either you for, either you know where you left it but you're like yeah. you're tired and you're like well i don't need to uh, exercise no, no, no. today at least like <laughs> you're like <laughs> got that out of the way or you forget where you left it trying yeah. to find something imagine trying to find your keys that you lost in something like that i know? live in
2: 3700 square feet and that's that's more than enough for yeah. me yeah
1: you know as i got older i because uh, i you know i my parents they did the thing where it was like eight to ten thousand i think was the biggest they ever got and then i watched them kind of just downsize downsize over time and I don't know. I don't know if it's a generational thing. Like I'd rather have multiple places in around yeah. the world versus like just, just something totally. that's like a solo fortress that, yeah. <laughs> that I have no, to no, now I, manage. I tell clients, you know, you know,
2: there's the whole footprint discussion, you right. know, uh, but what I tell people is, you know, build smaller, but build nicer. Yes. That was my build, father. That was my so father. Build so big too. and just all vanilla. Who cares how many square feet you live in? Right. I mean, you know, if it's, if it's not well done, well, what have you really accomplished? And yeah. If it's not enhancing how you live, what have you accomplished? I'd rather see you live in 4,000 square feet. That's just killer. Yeah. And you enjoy every 4,000 square feet right. every day and it enhances the way you live every day. Then the alternative.
1: Which they're, they're, instead of making a statement for the rest of the world to see, it's inspiring you. Your home should be inspiring the rest of your life, which inspires that's, your work. That's and what I believe. There's the ripple effect. That's what I believe. My father was the same way. I mean, the last one that they built, which um, was like their kind of like retirement. Th- he never really retired, but it was like this... Yep. Um, it was like a sixteen, seventeen hundred square foot home on five acres in the rolling hills next to the wineries down yep. in, in Sonoyta. Yeah, like right, literally right across from uh, yeah, and uh, and and then they and then they just my dad was the gardener. Everything had to be out in like the gardens That's and, cool. and citrus trees and all this other stuff. But everything from the heated floors to the uh the rainwater that comes down and gets you know re- reused, reusable. I mean, he had this thing like because he was a very That's cool. He's like an, an ultra environmentalist guy without forcing agenda just like right. just really into the environment, you yep. know. No, it's um, smart. And so everything had to be as smart in the as a smart home. And yep. it was just it was interesting to watch because he had done all the the big boys and he you know and it was just him and my mother yeah. and he's like, what do we I just want I want my paradise. You right. Know? Well so. even this
2: sixty four thousand square foot house. I mean no it's really crazy big, but the client what I love about this client is he does he does get it. Yeah. And I know it's a big house. But i tell you what, he is He's putting every thought and feeling into every one of those spaces. Yeah. So it's not like just big old space for yeah. space. And he's, he's not, I don't feel like he's really doing it to show other people. He's doing it because this is what he's always wanted yeah. to do. Yeah. I love that. And he wants it really well done. He's hired a great team. Yeah. And, you know, one of the comments I heard him say in passing the other day was, you know, I just know how many people this house will inspire, how many people will be proud that they were a part of this house, how many people can, you know, craftsmen and workmen this will employ and they can show the best of the best that they've ever done in their career. Yeah. You know Well he just tapped in pretty cool. He
1: just tapped in and he's already on another level and he's not it's not about Yeah yeah it's more from an inspirational and he's just in his thing and and he's got family and it's yeah yeah when you when he showed me that that beast i was just like this is (laughs) incredible with the the pool that has the pool on top of a pool pool on top of a pool and the pool underneath is the grotto which goes into like an like an underground living room i'm like like, this is beautiful
2: it's got got the glass bottom so you can see the people swimming above you
1: Yeah. yeah yep I guarantee so. everybody that's listening to this right now is either A, going to try to find it somewhere or <laughs> you can
2: It's still on the, it's still on the <laughs> board. So yeah.
1: no, um, this is amazing. And where can everybody find you or all get right. in contact with you and listen to the, your podcast? Yeah. My
2: podcast is inspiring living. It's on Spotify and iTunes and all those places it's on our website. Our website is www.candelariadesign.com. And I'm on Instagram as Mark Candelaria. So pretty easy to find. We got our Instagram Candelaria design page. And we're on Facebook. We're, we're kind of like, I kind of say, we're like mold. You'll find us. Right. You know? You're everywhere. We're everywhere.
1: <laughs> You're everywhere. <laughs> yep. So. Uh, and, um, uh, and they can just reach out to you through the, the website or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, you we can got some email me.
2: Up. My email is mark at candelariadesign.com. Yeah. And yeah. I try to do as good a job as you do with answering things. Right. And I've got help. So that helps a lot, too. Uh, but, yeah, I'm a very, I'm a very down-to-earth person i mean I'm, yeah. i grew up in durango colorado my dad was a machinist on the railroad that's I, awesome i'm pretty easy yeah
1: well i you know and i think that there's something to be said about being very approachable too because it, it's like um that that as well is very expansive it allows for so much more abundance yeah. to actually take place because we allow the relationships and we allow good people and good things and you know obviously we learn a little bit about discerning boundaries along the way oh yeah
2: well you know <laughs> you <I did. laughs>
1: that's another conversation
2: <laughs> in the whole scheme of things our time on this planet is pretty small Pretty, you know, it's, to, to think we're that important is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, right. You know? so I agree. Like, let's, just, let's just make the most out of the time we have here with whoever we're with and
1: yeah. just enjoy it, you know? Is that if you could give one piece of advice, what would it be? Or was that? Oh, would that, that was be, it. That, yeah. I'd say just don't I take things say. so seriously. I mean, yeah. just
2: in, and don't worry about so much. I mean, it's just, most of it's never going to happen. and right. And just enjoy today. Enjoy what you have right now,
1: yeah. you know? And I know, I know, I say that all the time, and I get that there's a lot of people who listen. They go, "Oh, but this," but then I like, "Listen, it, there's always this." And there that will and... always be. There will always be. But the beautiful thing is, you could literally get up, walk out the front door. I'm not, by the way, I'm not advocating because I don't know everybody's <laughs> situation. <laughs> yeah, everybody has a different situation. But I mean, for but the most part, it. you can totally change an environment, which will change everything at yep. any given point in time. Yep. Um, you, you are. The the I say you are the paintbrush on the easel sure. and the canvas, yep. you know, all in it's one. Up to so. us to
2: design our day.
1: Yeah, and yeah. just
2: focus on today. Yeah, and it know? takes time,
1: and and yeah. it be patient with the process. But I'm noticing more and more every day. I'm having that much more fun with the process than I ever had before. Cause I'm like, oh wow, like what is this? Oh, this is peace I'm feeling. Right. You know, um, from taking the time to de- yeah. to do those little details for our own lives. Our own you know Yeah, take care of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Thank you, Mark. This you was bet, amazing brother. being love on, it. you know. I love I, it. you're
2: the first podcast I really ever listened to. Yeah. And so to be on this is is really means a lot to me.
1: No, it's amazing. I, again, it was uh, very um universal in divine time because when you reached out, I'm like, I know this guy's work. <laughs> I'm like, I was just like looking at his stuff, you know, his all of these these oh, that's beautiful awesome. homes and you know, so it's just
2: the start for you and I, We we've said, oh, yeah, 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 so absolutely. We're going yeah, to have a lot of fun. I'm going
1: to start cooking classes with you and Isabel. There we go. The right downstairs. You <laughs> just got to go down two floors. I know. It's funny that I didn't know you were in the building. Uh, yep. This has happened a couple of times, too. So, you know, yeah. There we go. Amazing. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So uh, office uh, is located right here in Scottsdale. Six, yep. What's the address?
2: Uh, 6900 East Camelback. We're in the Amtrust Tower. So right next to Neiman Marcus.
1: Perfect. So thank you. Thank you so much. You and, man. So for everybody listening, uh, at Mark Candelaria on Instagram, uh, he's very approachable. Please reach out to him. Please check out his homes like you guys, will, and, and, and his cooking. Uh, and uh, but <laughs> Hashtag ArcaChef. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. You're going to make that go viral. That, that should be actually your, your website before somebody else does yeah, uh, <laughs> it. Interesting. I'm gonna just go on to Godaddy. No, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, please, t- please check him out uh, online. And then, uh, CandelariaDesigns.com.
2: Actually, no S on the end. Just no Candle- S. CandelariaDesign.com.
1: Yep. And inspiring living on uh, Apple and Spotify and yep. Google. Yep. Awesome. Thank you so much Thank for you, being man. on the show. Appreciate awesome. it. For everybody listening, Mark Candelaria. Uh, I say, I mean, he's very humble, but I, I, I noted on my stories yesterday, iconic architectural designer and. Uh, founder and entrepreneur, uh, please be sure to uh, check out his website and all of, um, you know, his work and reach out. You guys know, I always preach that this is a global community. And also I appreciate each and every one of you guys for leaving ratings and reviews and giving your feedback. It really actually means a lot. So thank you so much, uh, for myself, Matt Gosman, and the show hustle sold separately. We are out. <laughs>